What is up, everybody? I am Ant, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host. Introduce yourself, my friend. Uh, Tyler Peters, as always, it is uh, a pleasure to be with you, Ant, and uh, let's talk about some Raw as War. How about we? Some Raw as War. But before we talk about Raw as War, I have to talk about your, uh, your um, what is that? What is it? Your jersey. Yeah, it's uh, Ter- uh, Terrell Owens. I can't even say it. You can um, tell I'm a football player. Yeah, he's a football player, but very famous. Get your popcorn ready. You probably remember. Uh, yeah, I'm a big yeah, Dallas Cowboys fan. And that, that's dangerous fighting words up in the Northeast because you got a lot of Giants, Jets fans. And yeah. you know, Giants, hey, we beat them. So I, I know any New York, New Jersey people, maybe Connecticut, I'm, I'm not going to apologize. Well, I, you know, I am a Giants fan myself. So. Oh, you are? Uh-oh. That, that's fighting words, I guess. So it's a rivalry even between – we're friends. I mean, still yeah. even after that game. Um. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch it. So <laughs> just, I just, I just support them. What kind of fan are you? I support them from a distance. You know, from a distance. Well, yeah. that sometimes the Cowboys games want me to support them from far away. But that <laughs> actually, I was relieved that we beat them because your team had been doing very well, and obviously, my team's doing pretty. You can't uh, awesome. see I have a drink. Yeah, you got a drink. No, no wonder. I mean, we're having a good time here. Toast with yeah. nothing in my in my hand. This is uh, uh, just coffee, so that's uh, very boring. I have a um, Coca Cola. Anytime I go out to to like a restaurant or like anywhere like that, my go to drink is like a Coke with like lemon. Uh-huh. I squeeze the lemon inside of it, and uh, today. I got looked at by all the group of people that were with me, and I'm like, listen, who doesn't like lemon in their soda? It, it adds more. It doesn't make sense because Coke, who wants to have more sweet stuff? Hey, but I'm is, a sweet person. It's awesome. Yeah, and I, I've heard of lemon and sweet tea down in the south, but that is a new one. I bet that is pretty good, though. Uh, lemon and Coke. I'll have to remember that. You've never tried that before, man? No, I have not. Oh, dude, it is life-changing. I'm telling you, watch. It It'll sounds like it. I, I'm going to be a new person if I just put well. some lemon with the Coca-Cola. You'll be like the artist formerly known as Goldust, except for you'll be experiencing different liquids and drinks and hubba bubba. Yeah, a lot more. And uh, I'll tell you what, speaking of this episode, we'll get into it. It, it wasn't the same uh, Goldust. It was more Dustin Reynolds. Mm-hmm. A new version. Well... As Tyler introduced us earlier, we are going to be covering Raw is War from June 15th, 1998. This is the Attitude Years, episode 32. And we are live in San Antonio, Texas, which is the home of this, well, next year's Royal Rumble. So exciting. Exciting to sort of put those two together. Correlation. I think you do a brilliant job. I mean, to, to know that San Antonio is going to be the venue where it emanates, and you are just on fire. <laughs> I mean, what what can people say? I, I mean, I'm here all week, you know? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm here the every, ratings. Yeah, I am all week. Um, so, speaking of bringing the ratings, to start off Raw, we see someone who supposedly we would never see again, and that's Sable. And uh, she walks down to the ring, and Sable says, it feels so good to be back. I'd like to introduce to you the person responsible for my return, Mr. McMahon. And that's when Vince walks out to the ring. And God bless it, Mr. McMahon. Uh, Sable's back. Thank God for him, but he is a... Vince says, in an effort to clear up the conspiracy, Sable, can you read this statement prepared by me? 
So then Sable takes, you know, and starts to reach. She goes, I have Vince McMahon, the humanitarian of the year. Um, rescind all accusations uh, and that he would stoop so low to further his personal agenda against Stone Cold Steve Austin. He disavows any knowledge of the attack on Stone Cold Steve Austin. He says one, one week ago when the attack happened. Uh, ben says, "I well, Sable reads, I am a caring, jovial WWF owner and I bring the parties responsible to justice. Uh, Vince says, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. And then Vince says, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the return of Sable. And well, the reaction is well-deserving. Uh, I mean, I think Sable, I, I was almost in tears when we had to say goodbye to her. And to yeah. have Vince McMahon, the humanitarian of the year, folks, a guy that's got a heart of gold, he's got plenty of money. I mean, he, he came down, he said, we've got to have Ooh. the blonde bombshell. And we've got a great live show, if you're watching our video version. I mean, Ann has got the, the disco fever. He's got the 70s going here, and we're talking 90s. This is great. I guess. We have maybe something like this, yeah. You're doing the Mark Marrow. I'm fast-forwarding. You're distracting me. I'm trying to get the win in the, in the ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm shiny. Yeah, you're very shiny, and uh, I like it. I, I think it's good. That's your new gimmick. You've got a shiny. Yeah, you're shiny. Boy, I'm glad I don't work in the creative uh, services for any wrestling company. I would be terrible. But I, I think it was uh, great, incredible. It was uh, miraculous to see Sable come back and to see Vince McMahon very jovial or, or joyful. I don't know what word you'd use. I, jovial. I just made up one. I've got my own dictionary. What can jo I say? Jovial. Yeah, jovial. See, I, I knew it. I would screw mm -hmm. up something, but it was a great segment. Yes. Well, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out because he's pissed. And he says, I threw up listening to the explanation. I'm fixing to put this foot in your ass. And he says, and there's nothing you can do about it. Vince then leaves the ring as Stone Cold rips out the paper. Vince says, don't react physically. Listen to reason. Uh, Stone Cold follows Vince around the ring. And then Vince says, Undertaker. The Undertaker did this, I swear. Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, la last week, or no, he says, Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin said that's your WWF title, not the Undertaker's. Last week, Undertaker knew what he was doing. Ben says he knew I would call the cops on the on him. So he's blaming Undertaker. Ben says, I fell for it. You did, and everyone else did too. Uh, Undertaker surrounded himself with cops so he didn't have to come make the save. Undertaker from the dark side, and the Undertaker might as well be the devil himself. And the then Undertaker the is evil, and the half stone Colt Steve Austin. He did you notice he did a very nice thing, and he escorted and made sure Sable was out of harm's way. What a gentleman, just like yeah. Mr. McMahon. But I can't understand why these precious guys don't like each other. Yeah, I mean it's it's precious moments. It is good stuff. I mean, do you yeah. agree? Yeah, no, I do agree. I think it was very kind of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was, I, you know, I think Sable, you know. I, I mean, he, he only threatened to beat him up, and then The Undertaker comes out. I mean, how kind was that? Yeah, I think he just wants Sable to know that that she's safe, I guess. Uh, I but no so. one else is. Undertaker comes out. Vince leaves the ring. Undertaker says, it's time I challenged you for the WWF title. But I did it like a man. I asked it's rightfully mine. A title shot. I did it with respect for you. I still respect you that and what that title stands for. Vince McMahon, you manipulate minds of those weaker than you. He says you will never, ever be able to manipulate the mind of the Undertaker. However, Kane comes out with Paul Bear and Mankind, 
And Paul Bearer says, well, 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 congratulations, Undertaker. Uh, the Academy Award for this Academy Award performance you put on last Monday. Uh, Paul Bearer it says, was. I think, it, well, also you're against Taker. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, Stonko says, I think, or I'm sorry, Paul Bearer says, I think Stonko Steve Austin actually believed you when you pointed your finger at Vince. We both know Vince McMahon had nothing to do with the plan. Undertaker and I had set the plan in hell. It worked pretty good, dead man. He says, you like, you like Satan, want to take Stone Cold Steve Austin's soul. You want to entrap Stone Cold Steve Austin in the cell tonight. You wanted that. There's going to be... Yeah. He says oh, there's going to be an entrapment tonight on behalf of my son, Kane and Mankind. I challenge you both to a tag team match in that cell. So, a lot to unpack here. Yeah, a lot to um, Jump right in. No, I, you know, and before I, I was rude to you, I, I just want to say I did not mean to. I, no, Paul Bear, you know, he was just coming out there trying to plead with everybody. The guy just, you know, he, he works at a funeral home. I, I mean, it's been the big saga here that Undertaker and Kane have been feuding. Now you had McMahon, Austin, and yeah. Sable even for some reason. Uh, but I, I'm all for uh, and Mankind's back, and Kane, his his son now, has been revealed. And I think Paul Bearer, he deserves an Academy Award for this uh, performance. I thought Percy Pringle was great. I, I loved his voice. It was very eerie. And, you know, this version of him uh, doesn't get enough credit. Uh, and I, it's a shame he didn't get more awards. And, you know, him and Double J both in Tennessee Lee. We'll get to that. Yeah, um, yeah, Paul Bear is, is really, you know, setting a stage here for making us think, is Undertaker telling the truth? Is he lying? He is the dead man. You never can trust someone. So Paul Bear is uh, good to do that for us. So we'll we'll talk more about that as we go yeah, on. Yeah, there'll be a lot more. There definitely will be. We have our first King of the Ring qualifying match of the night. Vader taking on the WWE Intercontinental Champion, The Rock with the Nation. And just like last week, Commissioner Slaughter comes out and sends the nation backstage for this match. He wants a clear-cut fight. They can respect it. Um, I think Slaughter starts... was wrong. Let oh. him, let him, yeah, let him free. For once, I'm, I'm against Sarge here. Oh, Just let, let him, him go. Yeah, I, I'm tired of this. Let's break the rules. Let's... Let the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, who cares if it's fair? Um, so Vader nails a flying splash and gets a two-count. Rock hits a DDT and then a people's elbow, which then also gets a two. Uh, the Rock then nails a clothesline to Vader outside of the ring. However, Mark Henry runs down and nails a splash to Vader outside. And the Rock hits a rock bottom and gets a three. And the Rock is moving on to the King of the Ring with the help of Mark Henry, of course. What do you think? I thought this was a good match. I had forgot that Vader and the Rock had actually wrestled. And this was interesting just in that dynamic alone and to see how well and stiff Vader worked. It's like he did get a little more tamed having to work with, you know, people before he came in to the company and with a talent like The Rock. And The Rock showing that disrespect, being that blue chipper everybody talks about and for all the right reasons. And, and you know, just good back and forth, good psychology. I liked how Mark Henry got involved because they were feuding, so it made sense. It had logic to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be professional and and you know, analyze this match without being too comedic, but that's coming. 
uh, don't let this uh, facade fool you. Oh, we're gonna get some kind of comedy down the line. Oh, okay. we're we're gonna have to, but it's like a special attraction. I don't want to overexpose the comedic elements. It's like Disney it's, World. Why pay yeah, over three thousand dollars? Disney just... World. Th that's why it delivers. I mean, I hadn't been there in years because it, it's too many people, but I, I love it. I think Disney World used to when I was a kid. I enjoyed it. Well, uh, I, I think that's why Ric Flair calls it Space Mountain, right? He likes Disney World, too. Yeah, he's made a lot of history on Space Mountain mm -hmm. and, and major props and respect to the nature boy, Ric Flair. Yes, but yeah, King of the Ring, Rock is moving on. We then go backstage and we see DX dropping some knowledge because later on Triple H is going to fight X-Pac. It was just a funny segment of how pretty much they're saying that they can't beat the other person and then China chimes in at the end. Guys, can we just go out there and wrestle? Um, that happens. Yeah, I it was more entertaining, kind yeah. of funny, ha-ha moments. And yeah. leave it to DX. And it did pose a for an interesting match later with X-Pac having to actually face his teammate mm -hmm. Triple H. So I'm with you. I was really excited. I love when friends fight because you can tell when they really want to see the best for the other. And, and they had a good match, but we'll get there. Exactly. Uh, next, we have Double J Jeff Jarrett with Tennessee Lee uh, taking on Puke for this match. And before the match starts, Marvelous Mark Marrow and his main squeeze and Shaq going to walk down. Whoa. And uh, Marrow asks Jim Ross why Sable is back. And Jim Ross saying, listen, I have no clue. Vince McMahon asked him pretty much. The match starts and uh, not really, you know, a lot going on in this match. Jarrett nails the DDT. Uh, Jacqueline slaps Tennessee Lee outside of the ring. And then Marvelous Mar Mark Marrow low blows Jeff Jarrett outside of the ring. And then Puke rolls up Jeff Jarrett for the win. So this match is kind of more of a way to get Jarrett and Miro going, it seems. Yeah, but to keep that feud going. That dastardly uh, Miro and... Yeah, what's Miro doing? That guy's a Grammy Award winning. I mean, uh, talking about Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Tennessee Lee from a home state. You know, Fuller, how, how dare he? That's Robert Fuller, a legend in the business. And, you know, Jacqueline is very attractive. I even got distracted watching it like Sable. Mm. Uh, boy, she needs to be on camera more. But what I was going to say, let me try to be very honest. This match was not that bad. They wrestled each other very well. But, yeah, that that's all it was. I, I'm not going to break it down. I'm not going to give you the analytics. Uh, and <laughs> <pretty much laughs> what I love about Tyler is the only thing he, we got from this is Jack looked really good. Robert Fuller, I, I down well, yeah, I, I think we've got to give them credit. I said yeah. all about the wrestlers. I mean, Jeff Jarrett and, and Mero are good or draws. I mean, I'm not saying they, they were bad, but, you know, I, I was kind of looking in the candy store, you know, on, on one side. I, I don't want to say it for both of them. What type of candy is Jacqueline? Uh, I'm not going to go there, but uh, I see what you did there. Uh, I respect her. Very talented, great wrestler. Sure, she's a beautiful lady, but... Uh, we, we better move on before I'm I sure get myself she's a pretty good laughy's happy. Um, so well, it uh, never mind. <laughs> speaking of getting in trouble, laffy taffies, Val Venus's locker room is making some weird noises. Uh, adults here would sort of know what those noises are, yeah. But, uh, Val Venus uh, knows how to get himself in some uh, very uh, intriguing situations, if you will. <laughs> like, like, what. It's okay. Uh, we uh, then get another segment with DX dropping knowledge again. Uh, we then get another match. We have Chains taking on Val Venus. And uh, Chains hits a clothesline and a running elbow drop to Val Venus. 
Val then drops Chains across the ropes. Val then nails a big boot to Chains. Uh, and then Val nails a slam, tosses Chains off the turnbuckle, and hits a money shot and gets a three. So for these beginning matches for Val, Val pretty much just is dominating. But what do you think of Val so far? I think Val's doing great. I, I love the gimmick. All the ladies seem to be uh, very much enthused by it. And uh, I'll tell you what, Chains, uh, Brian Lee is a, a great wrestler. I think, you know, both these guys actually wrestled a pretty decent matchup. And, hey, you can't beat the money shot. And you got to keep realistically pushing Val Venus because he is your newer star and mm -hmm. stud, so to speak. Get that, that reference? Because you heard about the locker room, those noises. I'm not going to go into that. I mean, that most people can make up their minds. That young book. Yeah, and uh, always great on the mic, the promo. So got a lot of respect for him. And Chains, uh, great wrestler. Not sure I got the gimmick, but obviously maybe he was in the box and stuff. Yeah. I think at this point, these whole like, sort of little weird gangs, you know, are coming to an end. Los Pariquas seem to be ending. Um, yeah, Savio Vegas group. Yeah, we have the... Uh, uh, the what was the name of the group where it was like Kurg, not the not the oddities because those guys are just starting, but the other group that Kurgan was in, it was him. Truth uh, Commission. Yes, sir. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was. But Callus, I think, may have continued with the oddities or how long? Yeah, he started. Yeah, he he introduced them. I think a couple of weeks ago, um, and there really wasn't much from it. And then he sort no, of. Yeah. It's a shame that fell apart because I, I think there was a lot of potential there. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Bret Hart may have helped get him into uh, the WWF at the time. Ooh, interesting news from my good friend Tyler Peters here. I, I try. Uh, so we get an interview with Undertaker backstage, and he basically just says, again, he wants a title match against Uncle Steve Lawson. I think at this point we know Taker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Taker's going to get the title shot, but he has to tell Kevin Kelly in front of the cameras so it's convincing. And, hey. I mean, you've got the dead man. Can Austin be trusted? I think that's the big theme. No, big question, no. and uh, who knows? Dun, dun, dun. Uh, speaking <laughs> of dun, 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 we have Dustin Reynolds coming out to get on Marvelous Mark Marrow, who has Jacqueline by his side. And I'm looking uh, forward to this match. Before the match starts, Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Tennessee Lee, and Southern Justice come out. Now, my only issue here is why didn't they let Southern Justice come out for Jarrett's match? They're his bodyguards. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, I think maybe they showed him at ringside at one point, or maybe I'm mistaken yeah, with all these I don't episodes. Know. I don't know. But, but uh, to see the God ones like they're James Bond uh, type villains is pretty cool, though. I yeah, they're like the, the very cool country 90s bodyguards. Very, very well, Tennessee Lee can take care of himself, but they needed an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. And knowing Marrow, Jacqueline's but, really tough. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. I think her looks may have uh, really intimidated as big as well, the they just, were. They finished, you know, with Shania Twain's biggest hit, you know, you're still the one they finished touring with her. And then Jeff Sherrick gave him quality. I, I need you guys here immediately so and he's got that connection up. in nashville uh double yeah. j's the man that's how they that's how they left the, the hog pen they were in arkansas they are called by shania twain well actually they, they initially talked to jewel because jewel's actually from arkansas the singer she connected All them right. with shania twain and then shania twain was like yo join my team they joined her and then she's like yo jeff jerry is a number one country singer of all time give you his number jerry Hooks them up. Hey, I need someone to help me. I need some backup. And that's how they got there. So I launched for the Hall of Fame. I, I think yeah. she deserves the nomination just for that alone. Get her in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, because Jewel's family are like from the backwoods. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so long story short, I'm happy to see Southern Justice. Uh, I am too. I'm a big fan, a supporter. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the, here's the match. Uh, Miro tosses Dustin Rolls into the steps, and then Miro nails a power bomb. Royals with a drop and a punch and an atomic drop to Miro. Uh, Miro nails a flying Hurricane Rana, which gets a two count. Jarrett gets on the apron, and Sable walks down to the ring, distracting Miro. And then Reynolds hits a bulldog, and he gets a three count. After the match, when things get a little weird, Dustin says, I need to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, right now for this win. So let's unpack this. Sable's still a distraction to Miro. And I can understand Jackie being upset, you know. But why are you getting mad at Sable? Be mad at Miro. He's the one that's still... I mean, listen, you can't hate a man. If, if you know, if Sable looks that no, good. No, I'd, I'd be distracted too. Know, I was about to say, I I'd, have too, it. But, I'd have to but, have double vision. And I'm not talking about the Foreigner song. I mean, if I saw Sable or Jacqueline, vision. I mean, come on, that's two bombshells. And yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, the, the work rate and storytelling from uh, Dustin Reynolds is always top notch. Uh, Mero always had the skills, the athletic techniques, some things I actually did do some homework in. You'll be proud of me. I, I wrote down and. You know, that bulldog by Dustin was impressive. Mm-hmm. But he, he was thanking uh, God for that victory. And i tell you what, I was praying to Jesus because I could see Sable another time and I could see Jacqueline, and then we get Sonny later. So that was enough for me, if I'm being transparent, to uh, really praise God and really give This was a very good episode for you. It, no, it, it's got it all. I mean, all my favorite uh, wrestlers, uh, at least. Yeah, and, your favorite uh, pastimes. You yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I like baseball, but wrestling's kind of yeah. my pastime too. Yeah, it's my oh, yeah. oh, exactly. I mean, we we've got those noises going on. So, um, yeah. So Dustin Rose thanking God, and Tyler is too. Uh, yeah, I'm giving a lot of uh, a lot of the accolades to the creator because the create something, or at least several that that beautiful. Uh, I'll tell you what that that's my respect. I don't want people getting the wrong idea about me. I, I mean, help me out here, uh, and it's it's all about trying to preserve the beauty, uh, you know, and gracefully. How about that work? That they walk down to the ring, they they interfere in matches, they and, but they really have the capabilities to go. In the ring, at least Jacqueline, I would say, just to be fair. Losing my religion. Okay, R-E-M. With you. Okay. Um, No, I like it. I I think you do a good job with that. Thank you, sir. So uh, we're going to cover this next match, and then um, we'll give our thoughts maybe after the break. We have a King of the Ring qualifying match. X-Pac taking on his friend, the WWE European champion, Triple H. And here are some notes from this match. X-Pac nails kicks to Triple H's face. China comes down and tosses X-Pac back into the ring after Triple H nails a knee lift to him, sending him outside. Triple H nails a vertical suplex and knee drop and gets a two count. And then um, X-Pac nails a spinning heel kick to Triple H's face. China then tosses Triple H into the ring. So we don't know who really she is sort of She's you know, being fair is what she's doing. She yeah. is doing her job. There's no favoritism here on behalf of China. Yep. And then uh, The Rock is in the audience as Triple H sends X-Pac outside into the railing. And The Rock says, when you pin The Rock, it was part of a plan. If you want to smell what The Rock is cooking, turn around. And then Owen Hart attacks X-Pac's leg. And X-Pac saw Triple H to get in the ring before the count is, you know, passed. And Triple H rolls in. Mm -hmm. And uh, after the match, DX checks on X-Pac. So this whole entire master plan 
sort of unfolded for the nation. They were able to distract both members. And uh, Triple H kind of looks silly here. Give me your quick thoughts before we go to break. I thought it was a good match. Triple H, you know, seeing him and and X-Pac both great and smooth workers. I just got to say, I did not even see Owen Hart till the replay. They did a great job. The Rock really pulling the wool over everybody's eyes. How dare Owen Hart attack X-Pac? But I thought it was a beautiful work of art. Yeah. I enjoy stuff like that that makes you suspend your disbelief even within a wrestling match. So that's my quick takeaways. Well, listen, that was I was excited to see those two guys get to have a singles match again. I said earlier, it's good when friends fight. Me um, as well. Like you said, that dastardly own heart. You know, it's hard to talk, you know, poorly about him. He's such a great, you know, guy. But yeah, he was he was wise, actually a terrific human being, but he did that role so well as a terrible, guy. terrible, dastardly nugget. Um but how yeah, dare he eventually shit's gonna hit the fan, but we're gonna take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to see Al Snow. He's very charismatic. The special oh, tag match. Owen and Mark Henry taking out Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock. A special tag team Royal Rumble and The Undertaker and Stone Cold. Will they team up to take on Keenan Mankind and Hell in a Cell? Find out when we come back. Stay with us. And we are back, y'all. Hello, welcome back to the Attitude Years. I'm Ant, joined by my friend and long. Well, this is going to be a long time, Carlos. It's now been like two, three months now. I mean, we've been killing the game, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. I've He's finally allowed me on his show. And, you know, so far I'm not embarrassing too much, so I must be doing something right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, can I, you vouch for that or should people know the truth? Tyler is my favorite podcaster. I'm, I'm going to start crying. Where's the Kleenexes? I'm, I need a John Deere letter. Yeah. Um, so, um, I love, what does that quote mean? Because people say that all the time. The John Deere letter? You know what? That, that is John something letter. that everybody, kind of like the Hallmark card reference. That's why I, I think about that for some reason. <laughs> Sounds like, a, what dear, your dear John, so I made like an insult. I was like, well, your dear John apology letter. And I'm like, well, what is dear John? I mean, isn't that the movie with um? There is a movie with that title. It, and he like, doesn't, do doesn't she like response. leaves him? Like with the letter, something something happens where she like leaves him in a letter or something. She does. She leaves him, but at least he's got the letter. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert to anybody who who hasn't seen Dear John. Um, I haven't. <laughs> broken up by a letter. That sucks. <laughs> sounds like a great. I've been broken up through Facebook. <laughs> fucking any we, sort. We of... have fun. We we keep everything entertaining. That's, That's what this shit. show's like, about. I'm gonna break up with you however way I want. Um, their prerogative, cool. Um, so here we go. Uh, we see Al Snow come out to the ring. We're back to Raw's War from June 15th, 1998. Nice transition. Yeah, and uh, we have Al Snow. He comes out to the ring, and he's dressed as his old character Avatar. And Jerry Lawler gets in the ring, and Jerry Lawler says, "Everyone knows you're Al Snow." And Al says, "That was the whole stupid gimmick." And a king says, you won't get any meeting with Vince McMahon. And I says, I knew I was going to get a meeting. I have to have a citizen's arrest. One for Vince McMahon trying to kill my career. And then the king says, your problem is a stupid head. Get rid of this. And then Al Snow attacks the king. He hits a snow plow to the referee. 
And then Allison nails Jerry King Lawler with head, and he runs from the guard. So kind of silly stuff here. It's um, a silly segment, but I did laugh, I have to admit. Uh, to me, Al Snow's just, he's a treasure. Uh, he, I was going to say the greatest luchador to, to come out was Al Snow dressed in that, that garb. Yeah, Avatar, not the movie. It, it was Lucha Libre. Who knew? Uh, but head is always phenomenal. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler, you know, it was silly segments, but he always w- was a good utility guy for this because he had that experience, you know, pay-per-views or Raw. So it is what it is, but I, I got to admit, I found humor in it. Yeah, it was a pretty um, funny segment. Al Snow's always, you know, good for that. And I really like Al Snow as a person, too. Tough enough years old. I, I think he's a good guy, but, yeah, yeah, tough enough. And now I think he's uh, over OVW, if I'm not oh, mistaken. I didn't even know OVW still even exists, man. Well, I think it's it's kind of a revival of sorts of mm. OVW, but he's uh, he's kind Very of heading cool. that. Uh, speaking of head, that that promotion. See what happened there? I mean, it, it all segues. Speaking of transitions. Um, our next match we have Owen Hart and Mark Henry taking on Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock. Interesting tag match here. Uh, Owen hits an ends agree to Ken. Owen then nails a low blow, and then Mark Henry nails a slam to Ken Shamrock, and then a power slam, and he gets a two. Dan Severn applies an arm bar. And then Mark Henry chokes Dan in the corner. And Owen nails a low blow to Severn and double team Severn. Owen then accidentally missile drop kicks Mark Henry. And then Ken Shimrock nails a power slam to Owen Hart. But Owen's able to apply a sharpshooter. However, DX run down and they attack Owen Hart and Mark Henry. And then after the match, Ken Shimrock attacks Owen. Vader attacks Mark Henry. And everyone brawls with the nation. And it's just a melee. What do you think about this one? I thought this was a good matchup. I, I think yeah. there was a lot of factors. You, you mentioned them. Uh, Ken Shamrock coming to the ring angry was always epic. I enjoyed that aspect of it. Mark Henry uh, showed the power. Shamrock and Severn had to rely on their quickness, and Owen Hart was more of the wrestler who could match up with uh, both Shamrock and Severn, at least in that kind of wrestling setting. I'm not saying in shoot fighting. But yeah. the belly the belly suplex on Mark Henry by Dan Severn was impressive. I mean, yeah. for him to pick that big guy up. So it was a good match. I liked the chaos because it was at least uh, continuing the rivalries of all these, whether it's factions or singles or tag teams. You know, so yeah. that's what I liked about it. They made sure we were getting their payback, man. They were getting what's they, coming. They are. They're getting their vengeance. They're tired of it. Mm-hmm. Why not? Let's just let them, like you said, a melee, I, I believe. Let them brawl. Yes, sir. Uh, so we have our next match. I, I'm not going to go over the competitors because there's too many. It's a tag God, team Royal much. Rumble. This match was it just determine the champions, or was this just the number one? It was a number one number contenders, one contenders right? okay. I believe. I think Slaughter came out or something, or, yeah. or maybe they announced it. Jr. Or it was the King because this was the second hour. Him and Michael yeah. Cole are the first hour. So, um, and then pretty much the winners are King and Mankind after Kane Tombstones. Scorpio and then Big Boots, a chair in the face of Terry Funk, and they get the win. After the match, Mankind has all the stories they tell of how Stone Cold Steve Austin fell. The dead man, this isn't the end, it's only the beginning. At King of the Ring, it's my turn to, to play. I guarantee you, dead man, it won't be a nice day. So, Mankind has a message for The Undertaker. These two are number one contenders for the tag team titles, Kane and Mankind. Uh, what do you think? Are they the right guys to sort of? They're kind of in two different storylines now. It seems like because now they're yeah, going they for the are. tag titles and they're after Austin and Taker. They're trying to really elevate them 
even without needing to do it because mm-hmm. you got Paul Bear because they, they come out as a surprise. You yep. didn't really see that coming because even commentary, they mentioned it. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of uh, pretty decent action, but hard to keep up with. I, I'm with you there. And, and what did Terry Funk ever do? I mean, he's only hardcore. He can take some chair shots. But I, I love Terry Funk. I thought it was always good to see him in there. And there was just so many good teams. You know, LOD 2000, we get sunny. But seriously, I am a big fan of Hawk and Animal. And we, we just got a lot of moving parts. So it was hard to keep mm-hmm. up with. But it wasn't bad. And yeah, I, I don't have a problem with uh, Kane and Mankind being number one contenders because I, I think it changes it up a little bit. I agree. They're definitely interesting. Different, interesting pairing. Both of them have a relationship with Paul Bear, so it makes sense. Well, right. we are here at our main event, the Hell in a Cell tag team match. Mankind and Kane taking on the WWE champion Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker. Um, Undertaker's music comes on, but no one comes out. Undertaker's nowhere to be found. Where was he? There's no cops this week. There's no cops. Where is Taker? Uh, So Stone Cold starts fighting with Kane and Mankind on the ramp as Paul Bearer locks himself in the cell. Kane backdrops Stone Cold on the ramp. However, Undertaker comes from under the ring and he attacks Paul Bearer inside the cell. Kane climbs the top of the cell. Undertaker sends Paul into the cell many times and he shreds Paul Bearer's face in the cell. Paul is busted open. Stone Cold Steve Austin nails Mankind with a steel chair. And then Stone Cold and Kane fight on top of the cell as Raw goes off the air. Undertaker outsmarting Paul Bearer and Mankind and Kane, telling them, you know, keep my name out of your mouth. Um, there's really no, this doesn't really tell us anything. It's not saying that, you know, Undertaker isn't guessing. involved. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. was able to get his hands on Kane and Mankind. They fight on top of the cage. Good ending to this sort of crazy, uh, raw so it far. What do you think? Night. What'd you think? Are you happy that, uh, you know, King of the Ring's coming up soon? What do you think? I am happy about King of the Ring. It's coming up in the near future for 1998. I gotta say though, what did Paul Bear ever do? He only called out, you know, the Undertaker for causing the funeral home fire. His his mother, you know, getting the the nasty on with her. I mean, what did poor Paul Bear ever do? Him and Kane and Mankind, then Stone Cold. That was a a great climatic kind of segment. You you said it the way to end the show where he's battling Kane on top of Hell in a Cell. That cage, that steel cage like structure is what I'm getting at. So I, I like the way it ended. Uh, I just wanted to be a little more funny and say, what did Paul Bear ever do? Just like with Vince McMahon. I mean, they're you only know, doing their jobs. You can't hate the player. You got to hate the game taker. I mean, what are you supposed to do? He saw. Yeah, with all due respect to the phenom, I mean, hey, Paul Bear was, he was just there. He couldn't help it. I mean. I will say that I think that uh, if Paul Bear isn't lying about Undertaker, I think that, uh, he definitely caused some trauma for Taker, for sure, if he did do what Paul Bearer is claiming that he did. Well, Paul Bearer didn't deny it, thanks to that Lawler and, and Bear interview, you know, in the locker room uh, mm-hmm. from a while back now, now that we've recapped enough of these mm-hmm. uh, episodes. Hitting mm-hmm. the fan, man. So before we go, what was your uh, favorite moment of the night? Crazy Raw. It was a crazy raw favorite moment. I've got to go back to the tag team match we just talked about. I, I, I like the uh, the Shamrock Severin taking on the Nation uh, members, Owen Hart and uh, Mark Henry. 
And I, I like the McMahon segment. I know everybody's going to go, oh, because Sable came out. Yeah, yeah, that's a big part of it, but it, it was ingenious on McMahon's part. It's all that humanitarian kind of award gimmick that they're, you know, playing up to. And I liked the way it finished. I liked, uh, you know, Kane and Mankind and Undertaker beating up on Paul Bearer, which was different. Yeah. Uh, to see Bear bleeding and actually, you know, have to take a lot of bumps. Not that he wasn't capable of. I, I believe he is. And, uh, you know, seeing Stone Cold and Kane on top of the cage. So pretty much what we highlighted uh, was all yeah. that stuff. For me, I like the cage moment, too, where you see the two, Kane and Austin, fighting on top of the cage. Oh, it was Austin electric. wasn't afraid. This is the big red monster that everyone's afraid of. Austin didn't yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a Texas rattlesnake. He, he's going to go yeah. through uh, hellfire and brimstone, those flames, man, and, and get after that big red guy. He's going to go after them. Well, before we go a couple of things, I want to go over our next couple of episodes that are going to be coming up. So we just got done with this episode, which is June 15th. Our next Attitude Years episode is 33, Raw's War, June 22nd, 1998, live in Austin, Texas. The last stop to King of the Ring, which yep, will King then, the yes, sir, which will then take place in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on June 28th, 1998. And then episode 35, Raw's War comes to you from Cleveland, Ohio, the night after this infamous King of the Ring pay-per-view, June 29th, 1998. couple good episodes coming yeah, up. There's going to be a lot, lot of good ones, uh, like you stated. And and uh, how fitting and appropriate, Austin, Texas. And we got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin, Texas. So before we go, Tyler, quick, tell people where they can uh, find you and uh, check you out. Uh, well, they can find me on the Rewind Wrestling Radio podcast on that network and also on Standing Strong with Waylon Myers, uh, both great shows. Also, Back When with Danny and Tyler, another great show. And uh, Wrestle Buddy, I get to do articles for them and, and appear on some podcasts, and they've got a lot of great shows and, and content. And also Geek Buddy, which is kind of the sister website, so I've been able to do a little bit of work. So enough about me, and because this show, all the shows deserve credit, even if I'm not on them, including this one. The Uncensored Wrestling Podcast with yours truly at, uh, always a fun time, my friend. So got to plug your uh, show as well. And like I said, there may be some others, and I don't mean anything by it, but I'll get to you. Send me a list. Uh, 100%, 100%. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, real quick, we're available on YouTube. Just search the Uncensored Processing Podcast. Give us a five star. Uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking about Spotify. Uh, it's not. It works. Hey, just give us a, a five star review rating. Yeah, give us a five star comment on YouTube. Give us a like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, stay notified when new content is dropped. Find us on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> go everything. No, Everywhere. everything. Apple, Everywhere. I mean, it's Apple Google, the world. Japan, Spotify, Mexico, Google, Japan, Amazon Music, uh, Apple. Yeah, I just said Apple like ten times. Apple should be it. sponsored by me right now. And yeah, Apple's getting a lot of uh, sponsorship. Coca Cola always in great taste. And Coca Cola is a great sponsor. Great drink. That's right. Well, yes, everyone, be safe, and uh, we will be back with yeah, our next Attitude Years episode. Yes, be careful, be safe, hug your loved ones, let them know that you love them. We're in a sad world right now, y'all. It is a sad world, and we, we need more happiness. That's, that's why we're hoping our content, I know with Ann on his behalf, I hope I'm assisting him because I, I think it's just been a blast. All we are saying is give peace a chance. Yeah, give peace a chance. Absolutely. And we're also saying that Sable's got some hot tatas. And with that, we are well, signing. Well, 
Yeah, now, boy, you wanted to distract me. Uh, I'm speechless. Bop, bop, bop. All right, you guys have a good uh, night, and we will talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.